Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back. It's 23 minutes after the hour of 7 and this is uh, Talking Point. And uh, of course today uh, we are talking about the South African Serious Games, a game developer that leads the way at the New York Festival. Who am I speaking about? Marco Rosa. He's the MD of Formula D Interactive now. He's the youngest, uh, the youngest love online gaming as a pastime and some even make a career out of it. Uh, tonight we talk about how your passion and interest can become your business that uh, affect other people uh, becoming a benefit to society at large and how gaming can affect your life so basically what we are saying here is you know how we can take gaming as a um, you know as a, as a fun pastime as something that people get into to kind of escape you know some of the pressures of life and how we can change that into something positive to help people and online I have Marco Rosa Marco uh, good evening and welcome Hi, good evening. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, Marco, first of all, uh, when we speak about uh, uh, the um, humble beginnings, uh, you know, or how you started and uh, your creative passion for gaming, where did it all start for you? Well, uh, I think my passion for gaming started at a, at a really young age. Um, I'll give you my age away, but you know, when <laughs> the first kind of gaming consoles came, uh, came into the market with Atari and um, those kinds of things, which was in the early 80s. I, uh, you know, for, from from the first time I laid eyes on one of those and, and the games, and as simple as they were and as unsophisticated as they were, I was completely spellbound by them. And, um, and I mean, since that age, I've been had a, a major interest in, in games and have followed games and played games ever since, at least digital games. Um, and... Uh, and I got the opportunity uh, a few years ago to to kind of um, use that interest and that passion um, or harness that passion uh, and put it into a business uh, that um, that can you know that can do and 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 develop games um, that make a difference that do more than just simply entertain. Now, um, Marco, if we look at, I, I just want to go back there because I got a little nostalgic when you spoke about, you know, um, Atari and those types of things. Yeah. Uh, at, in the early stages, we used to have Pong, which was basically, which, which was the biggest thing at that time. Although the graphics yeah, sure. wasn't that hot, but um, you know, uh, start, starting from 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 you know humble beginnings, it must uh, must have been something you know significant to see the change and development of the technology to the point where we have you know almost a virtual reality world in front of us, and mm. um, you're able to kind of live the experience. There are accessories that help you get into the game uh, a little yeah. bit more. Uh, you know, special gaming chairs, special gaming mm. consoles, and uh, now you're able to play not only by yourself in your bedroom or in the basement, but now with a, a multitude of people online. I mean, what's that like for you now, having seen the progression of the technology moving forward? Well, I mean, I think it, it, it's super exciting for me, and, and, and I mean, from a, from a, um, a business perspective as well, because as, as much as the game industry um, and game technology has progressed, um, I think there's just so much further that it still has to go or can go. Um, so, you know, you talk about things like virtual reality. Virtual reality is now something that's seeping into people's consciousness through, you know, companies like Oculus Rift, uh, which is, you know, those kind of immersive uh -huh. uh, 3D environments. Uh, and that technology is still, I believe, in its infancy. I mean, it's, it's people are, are becoming aware of it, but... 
I think that, you know, I have one of those devices at my studio and as as amazing as it is, I think it still has a long way to go before it will actually be able to um, be indistinguishable from reality. Um, but that being said, as it is right now, it's still something that can be that can be very powerful and that can be very effectively used um, for gaming, but more, more than gaming, um, uh, in, in other environments, so to train people, you know, for simulations uh, and, and training in education. So there's a lot of opportunity, and I think that the technology um, has, w- w- there's still going to be stuff coming in the next few years that we haven't even imagined yet. So it's, it's still very exciting. It's hardly stale. Well, that's uh, quite significant. I mean, we're going to be speaking about the positive act aspects of gaming a little bit more, especially with uh, the initiative that you're bringing to the table. But I just yeah. want to speak for a moment also because it isn't all, you know, uh, uh, sunshine and roses. We know there is also a negative aspect to gaming. We know that on the market today, there's a lot of violent games, games with sexual content, games that are driven, you know, with a negative under, undertone. And I won't mention the names, but I'll, yeah. just, I'll just say, like, for instance, those games where you can hijack people, games yeah. where you, you can murder people so if we look at that what would you say from someone who has been involved in game with, with gaming and uh, for so mm. many years uh, what mm. are some of the negative aspects that we some young people can sometimes draw from these these these, these uh, this platform well i think i think the, the 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 negative influences that games can have are are no i don't think any more severe or any more serious than the negative influences that, that traditional media can have. So things like movies and uh, TV and, and even, you know, a lot of stuff that's freely available online um, from a media consumption perspective. I don't think that there's more of a risk with games. I think that ultimately the responsibility still comes down to, uh, you know, good parenting and, and, and monitoring and evaluation and you know, because if kids are allowed to play games that, you know, and, and the gaming industry is very regulated in terms of how uh, games are restricted on how they, <clears throat> how people are informed about what, uh, you know, kids might encounter in games and having age restrictions. So it's very well regulated from that perspective, from an industry perspective. So ultimately it comes down to people regulating themselves. And if parents are allowing kids uh, to play games that are age inappropriate, then that's the, the parents' responsibility. And just as it is their responsibility to monitor what kids are watching on TV uh, and what they are surfing and what they're watching online too. I think that's very important. I, uh, a lot of the time we f- tend to underestimate the role of the parent in the equation yeah. because we yeah. see it as, uh, oh, you know, um, it's just these violent games. These games are so violent. But parental supervision, I mean, we grew up in the age, uh, in the 80s, uh, if we're giving away our age, at a time <laughs> when, uh, when, when, you know, there were some of the most violent uh, kung fu movies out there. And I, mm. I don't think any of the kids in my class grew up to be serial killers as a result of that. Exactly. Uh, because there was parental supervision, the idea that parents are telling the kids are constantly reminding them this is not real if you do that in real life you're going to get hurt these type and i'm not i'm not saying that you know we should expose young young kids to that but what i'm saying is that parental supervision does play a crucial role in that absolutely um, but now let's talk about the positive aspects of gaming and now yeah. we bring in this uh, initiative that you've come up with uh, mm. i believe that you've developed a game uh, specifically for um underprivileged uh, south africans and yeah. um it's got a very interesting angle to it so would you take us through that yeah, sure. So 
I mean, the game that we're actually still busy with the development of the game at the moment. Um, but it's a very interesting project uh, for a number of reasons. Um, but, uh, you know, probably the main thing is that what we're calling this particular genre of games is we calling we call it serious games. I mean, it's a it's a widely accepted name. It's not a great name, but it's the name for these kinds of games. Serious games, by definition, what they are is games whose purpose is not only entertainment. It is there's an another purpose to these games, and that is can be a number of things. It can be solving problems. It can be to educate. It can be um, to train. It can be a number of things. So aside from pure entertainment, entertainment is still the core uh, objective of, the, of a serious game, uh, but it has another one. And with this particular game that's called GeForce is the working title, it's a game that we developed for the call center industry in which there are many jobs uh, available. The problem is that um, there are so many jobs available, but so many people don't know about the jobs and, and the career opportunities in that industry. And so what we're doing with this game, uh, the easiest way for me to explain it is to describe the three main objectives that we are, um, are trying to achieve with this game. And the first one is to let as many people know, as possible know about the job and career opportunities within the call center industry. The second is to use gameplay to identify skills and competencies that are relevant to the industry. So people will play the game. It will be available freely to anybody. People will play the game. They'll play challenges in the game. And through how they do with those challenges and with gameplay, we will be able to identify certain skills and competencies. So, you know, things like numeracy, how we'll be able to, uh, to, be able to establish how, what level of numeracy a person might have. And the industry obviously has certain requirements, certain base requirements for what, what they require from a skill perspective. So we'll be able to identify those particular skills and then through that achieve the third objective, which is to link those people with companies in the industry that are looking to recruit individuals. So it's, so it's a fun way of people engaging with an industry and finding out about an industry, but also for them to demonstrate skills and competencies so that they can potentially get jobs. Um, I, I would like to call this VR learning, virtual reality learning, because um, I know mm. that there are certain uh, institutions or installations, particularly in the IT field, that do employ uh, the, a similar principle, not exactly the same principle, mm. We they will actually use videos, uh, you know, in a, in a classroom environment, but instead of having a lecture, uh, you know, uh, talking for an hour, mm. you'll have a mm. video where you can actually rewind if you didn't understand something yes. and, and taking the information at the end of it, you write a normal test or you yeah. and you conduct some you know technical aspects of that uh, yeah. physically and you get a certificate and you can go into the working environment uh, but yeah. I think this this particular um, model that you've produced is something unique in the sense that now it offers you the entertainment aspects it keeps you, uh, unlike with the classroom environment where it does become boring and drab and your mind does yeah. drift 
Yeah, you're engaged in it. You're part of it, uh, and it's it's kind of it feels like it's personalized. Number one, number two is as you mentioned, you're linking it up to uh, you know prospective job uh, you know um, mm. uh, recruiters, and yep. w- what it does is it you know it it kind of it's 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 a new way of of really I think it's a new way of uh, not only looking for work or looking for jobs, but also a new way of developing South Africans and especially with the uh, with the empl- uh, employment rate being uh, un- uh, unemployment rate being so high and the fact that yeah, uh, exactly. there is the, all the, the, the all the challenges that goes with that uh, I think that mm. uh, this is something that, re- that is really wonderful and I, co- I, I commend you for um, your Thank initiative you. um, now tell us uh, the process of, of, of putting this together um, mm. how, what what has it been like for you and uh, also uh, the partner have, are you are you partnering with with any uh, bodies, yes. governmental institu- institu- institutions and installations, and uh, any uh, organizations that are assisting you in getting this off the ground? Yes, so <clears throat> the way that this uh, project came to fruition, it actually started, um, the idea started about two and a half years ago, um, where we had a, a casual engagement with the, the organization, which is the industry body for the call center industry in South Africa, an organization called BAPESA, so it's Business Process Enabling South Africa, um, and we engaged with the CEO of that organization about two and a half years ago, uh, where we uh, kind of floated the idea of using games for this kind of purpose. Um, and the organization was very interested in, in looking at their very forward thinking, um, and they were very interested in, in uh, looking at the possibilities of using this kind of um, platform to engage people um, and to to increase the, the the level of knowledge about the industry, but also to increase the number of people going into the industry from a from a job um, perspective. So so we spent quite a bit of time consulting with the organisation to come up with the with the concept, uh, and then spent about two and a half years looking for funding because the organisation has only has um, operational operational funding from um, from government um, no no capital expenditure fu- expenditure funding so um, we spent about two years approaching all kinds of different uh, government and private organizations to to try and raise funding and eventually the Rockefeller Foundation based in the US um, they came to the party they uh, they saw this they also a very forward a very forward thinking organization um, and have done their research and due diligence in into how serious games can be used to this end um, and uh, and they agreed to fund the project as part of their digital jobs africa it's a program that they have to um, create a, a million jobs in africa over a, over a, i think it's a three-year period um, and this is one of their projects that they're funding to that to to get them to achieve that aim um, so be working with the Rockefeller Foundation, and we've consulted with them quite a bit as well over the past year, and with BAPESA has been critical for us uh, in terms of understanding the needs, understanding the opportunities, and being able to um, come up with ways in which to harness that to the maximum potential. Now, um, what is, is call center at the moment the only field you are targeting with uh, this platform? Uh, at the moment, it is. So we, you know, we're putting all our all of our focus and our attention into this to make sure that we create something that is uh, amazing and that and that achieves the objectives we've set out to achieve. Uh, and then once that's done, obviously we see the potential for um, 
at least the principles to be applied across a number of industries where we think this could have uh, a major impact and, and, and have a major benefit towards. So, um, But right now, we're going to focus on what we're doing now. Um, and, and as soon as that's done, we'll start um, exploring the opportunities in other industries, of which there are many. Uh, in, indeed, uh, and uh, just before we go to break, uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you one question. That is, if we if we look at uh, the um, you know the possibilities, obviously the possibilities are endless in terms of you know um, which industries you can explore. But how do you how how would you look at then identifying which fields uh, would best best suit uh, you know being linked to this kind of platform and uh, develop and, and and how would you how 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 would you develop the process as you had with as you have done with with the one that you've currently produced yeah. so i think i think the the answer to that um is probably not that straightforward but i think it's 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 about identifying industries um that have uh, large opportunities to employ large numbers of people because um, obviously if you you know if, if we're looking at specialized industries the number of jobs that can be um Filled or, or that can be created in the industry will be limited. So what we'd probably do is start with the industries like um, the call center industry in which there are so many opportunities. It's for one thing, it's a growing industry in South Africa and the Western Cape in particular. Um, but uh, so growth absolutely is, is, is one of the things that we take into consideration and, and the number of jobs that could be created or that could be filled through that industry. That would be the the top of the um, the top of the pile in terms of uh, you know the requirements that we would um, look for or the characteristics we'd look for in a particular industry. We have online market as MD of Formula D Interactive, and we're talking about a very, should I say, innovative, uh, new uh, way of of of, of uh, assisting underprivileged people in in employing themselves, and also it's an exciting new way of of uh, developing people from grassroots roots through technology, which is becoming more and more of a way of life for us, not only South Africans, but you know, as a glo as a global society. We're going to go for a break, and when we come back, we continue stay from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 Talking point. Getting you talking. Welcome back to Talking Point. We're speaking to Marco Rosa, MD of Formula D Interactive, and we're speaking about uh, a very, very interesting and innovative new way of helping uh, the underprivileged uh, uh, find uh, employment. We know that's a huge problem in South Africa in, this, in the current uh, you know, economic dispensation. And uh, this is something that just blew my mind uh, when, you know, I, uh, when I first heard about it, when Yusuf Mali first told me that this kind of thing is actually out there. And uh, I commend, uh, uh, as I told Marco, I commend him for his uh, creativity. And uh, I think this is such a wonderful project. Uh, Marco, I, I wanted to ask you, if you look at uh, the um, the uh, the the, uh, the virtual reality world in a sense, uh, gaming uh, yep. being one of those, um, yep. would you say then that this time, this 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 uh, kind of, of of initiative, we're looking at uh, employment here, but would you say gaming could be used for other things as well? Besides yeah, so, entertainment, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think I think the possibilities are, are endless there as well. But I mean, the obvious things are, you know, education. So, 
if you think about the amount of time around the world that people are spending playing games um, and, and knowing that the majority of those games, the vast majority, probably 99.9% of those games are produced and the intention is pure entertainment. Uh, there's a lot of time. There's more time, in fact, spent on games than there is actually on watching TV uh, around the world if you take the hours. So if you, if you use that, so the powers, the reason that there's so many hours being played on games is because of the way that they're engaging. They're interactive, they're engaging. So if you harness that, um, that appeal uh, and use that, um, that method of interaction to, for other purposes like education, uh, you can imagine what the possibilities are. So instead of having people constantly only playing games that have no particular purpose, they're playing games that are teaching them something, uh, whatever it may be, whether it's something um, just out of for pure interest sake for them, or if it's something that will assist them in their careers, if it's something that will um, help them to find a new career or develop a particular skill that will just help them in their lives or that will improve their particular standard of living or their lives in general, uh, the, the possibilities are just uh, are mind-blowing and endless. I only recently, you know, discovered also that online gaming is such a, you know, huge thing. Uh, mm. We look at World of Warcraft and uh, yep. um, the, the other types of games that are out there that uh, tracks millions. And in actual fact, uh, the tournaments are played in massive stadiums, you know. Um, so if we if we look at that also, the uh, uh, the appeal that I think that uh, this this uh, platform could have in terms of, you know, uh, spawning, uh, you know, uh, the same kind of or similar kinds of, 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 of uh, ideas. Uh, globally, I think that is, the potential is is quite amazing. Now, tell us how exactly um, through which platform are you operating? Is it simply through mobile? Uh, can it be accessed on, on on a PC or a tablet? What, what what are the ways that people can access this? And is it available so, now already, or is it still in the development stage? Okay, so the so the game that we're developing for the call center industry at the moment uh, not yet available. So we. Well, we're still busy doing user testing, um, and we're likely to launch the game. We'll test, so we'll, we'll, we'll be likely to launch the game in July or August. And um, and the game will initially be only available on an Android platform. So we had to make a decision um, in terms of the platform selection because if you're designing a game, I suppose if you're designing any kind of application, if you are trying to cover all your bases, if you're trying to design for Android and for iOS on iPhones and for web and for uh, Nokia and, and BlackBerry, etc., etc., the costs increase exponentially. So what we had to do with the limited resource, although the Rockefeller Foundation has come to the party in terms of funding, there's still a limited amount of funding. Uh, and what we had to do was we had to do a lot of research in terms of the target market and the access to technology. That's an important thing. Although slowly but surely, in fact quite quickly, uh, it's becoming less of, a, less of a barrier and less of a concern because more and more people are getting access to smartphones um, and internet connectivity. So, but we had to make a decision as to which platform, if we had to only select one platform, which platform would that be that would give us the widest possible reach?
And the answer to that question now is Android. No, I think that that's that. I mean, Android's available over so many different models and makes of exactly. phones, uh, exactly. and it's kind of taking over the market in a sense. So that would, and also the 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 the, the there are less limitations, I think, um, in yeah. terms of Android because uh, the option. If, if you if you look at the Android at the App Store, Google Play, um, the yeah. options there as opposed to other. Uh, cell phone makers just there's just no the comparison but um sure. also when, when we're looking at this uh, will this uh, application be available for free is there a cost attached um, would there be a cost attached how would people be and how would people be able to access it so the the, the, the short answer is it will be free um we want as many people as possible to have access to the game to play the game and um, so it will be entirely free uh, that was uh, the agreement up front this is not a um this game does not have a commercial model so the idea is not to make money off of this game we um we're developing this game to give people opportunities but also to to um, inform people um and that's that's the main objective the objective is not for it to make money so it'll be free and as widely available as possible and the PESA through its um, its partnerships um and organizations that it deals with is is going to be rolling out a um, a campaign um, to market the the availability of the game to as many people as possible through as many channels as possible and even um, trying to put together some um, some programs where downloading the game so the, the the data that would be used to download the game will will be um, made available for at no cost as well well that's wonderful uh, we're speaking to Marco Rosa MD of Formula D interactive and uh, just I never asked what the name of the game is it's, at the moment it's called GeForce it's a working title okay GeForce. that's what it's called GeForce yes okay and um, do you have a website or contact okay uh, any kind of contact details or email if people would like to find out more about this uh, amazing um, uh, platform and amazing game yeah. that, that that you've you've developed sure so our website is www.formula-d.com um, and and there are a all the details about us on there, links to our YouTube channel, some videos, um, a link to our blog as well, any information they could possibly want. And there's also our contact details. So if people want to get in touch with us, uh, they can call or they can um, fill in the online form to be in touch and we'll, we can start a conversation with them. Thank you so much, uh, Marco, for joining us uh, this evening and uh, hope that you uh, will achieve massive success in bringing this game to the masses and at the same time also uh, keep gaming and doing what you love thank you so much fantastic thank you so much okay, okay. thanks Bye. take care well of course uh, what um, what an initiative what a great initiative of this game is and i think that we are really moving into uh, the age of technology now if we haven't already and i hope inshallah that a lot of people a lot of underprivileged people will benefit from this platform we're going to go for a break when we come back we continue stay tuned 91.3